Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Good morning. So good to be here with you today as usual. Really looking forward to our call and our two that are being coached today. We have Amber and Deborah. And again, if you have not marked your calendar yet, a little bit of announcement. Maybe you're hearing this for the first time. Maybe you're hearing this for the fifth time. Wednesday, October 20th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Mark your calendar. Circle it big. Stars everywhere. You are not going to want to miss this. I'm doing a free webinar where I'm going to teach you about what is the zone, how to get in it, and why right now is the most perfect time to get in it. That will be the first 20 minutes. The last 10 minutes, I'm going to give you all of the information about the future of this program, how you can be a part of it. And if you are not ready to continue on and be a part of it, what I'm going to offer for you for free ongoing. So you are not going to want to miss that webinar. I will be emailing you the webinar link with a shareable graphic next week. All right. You will get the link to the call on Friday, the 15th and Monday, the 18th. So I'm going to wait to send it to you until then. If you are not on my email list yet, it is so important that you get on my email list. The way that you do that is you go to emilygibsoncoaching.com and you can click on the button that says free 20 coaching spots. From there, you'll click on the button that says additional watching spots live now. And from there, you will click on any day and time, any of the blue dots. You're not committing to a day and time when you're in this section at this point. You're just clicking a day and a time, and that allows you to give me your name, your email, and click submit. If that seems too complicated, (laughs) I'm going to show you right now what it looks like to do it and another way to do it if you'd like to do it that way. So this is my website that I just showed you. The way that I just taught you to do it is you click on right here, sign up for 20 free coaching spots. And then you click here, additional watching live spots open now. And then you click on any day and time. You're not committing to the time. And then you just type in your name, your email, You don't need to write anything here. Just click schedule event. That gives my program your email. And then you become on my email list and you get an email from me with the schedule on Mondays and 
On Friday, you get a feel it Friday teaching message from me that is about seven to eight minutes long. If another way to drop your email to me is from my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com, and you can scroll all the way to the very bottom of the page and just type your email address in here where it says subscribe, sign up to hear from me about special sales and events. So you just put your email in there and click sign up. But to do that, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom. So the reason why I always have you just click here is because it's so much easier just to get there. But if you don't want to do that, scroll all the way to the bottom, type your email address in, sign up. That will also put you on my email list. All right. We are going to get coaching right now. And we're going to start with Amber. Hello. How are you today? Um, probably about halfway terrified. Still have the throw up feeling that I messaged you about. Oh, perfect. Great. That means you're on the right track. I know. I always know know when I'm on the right track because I feel like I'm going to throw up and I'm scared out of my mind, which is basically all the time right now. So it's, it's great. It means we're progressing and we're moving in the right direction, right? Absolutely. Okay. Amber, what can I help you with today? Um, I struggle with overwhelm. Um, not feeling like I am able to do it. And I think I know where part of that stems from, but, um, then I also struggle with just scheduling things in general. I feel like my, I feel like I can't get anything accomplished because I am either overwhelmed or just probably scared out of my mind to do it. Can you think of an example of when this has happened recently? When you thought I can't get anything accomplished because I'm overwhelmed or scared? Probably within the last week. Um, I have, we're trying, my husband and I are building a house that got put on hold for a while because we were rotating our vehicles in and out of the shop. It felt like for an entire year. (laughs) And, um, so there's like a lot of stuff that I need to like go through, sort, get rid of, et cetera. And there is so much that I need to go through, um, like boxes that I've probably not touched in forever. Like since I packed them when I got married, um, which will be eight years, the 29th of this month. And, um, it just feels like there's so much, so much of that to do that I don't know where to start. And I'm like, I, I can't think about it. And so I just sit down and either scroll Facebook, watch something on the Hallmark channel, um, or find something else to do. So you have these moving boxes from eight years ago. Yes. And you think... What about them when you look at them or go to touch them? There's too many boxes. There's too much there. There's too much to, I can't handle it all. I can't handle it all. And when you think I can't handle it all, what do you feel? One word emotion. 
anxious. And when you feel anxious, you said you scroll social media? Yes, or watch TV. Watch Hallmark Channel? Yep. I do something to, I avoid it. I know I avoid it. What else do you avoid when you feel anxious? Laundry sometimes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I know you love your laundry, but yeah, no, yeah. I I don't have our thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Avoid laundry. Um, What's going on up inside of your head when you're feeling anxious thinking I can't handle it all? There's too much to accomplish and I don't have enough hours. And I feel like if I get started on something and I get interrupted, it'll be like days or weeks before I can get back to it. So sort of like some catastrophizing, right? Like I'm never going to be able to keep up or futurizing what that's going to look like in the weeks to come. Yes. A little bit of black and white thinking going on where you're talking about, "Hmm, if I can't finish, why start? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then really the result is I don't, I don't handle myself. I don't lead myself. I don't trust myself. Anything else you see there that is your result? Nothing gets done with the boxes, with the stuff that I need to organize and sort. I don't move forward. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Lots of results there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this? That I just need to find a place to start and just start there. Why aren't you? I think it goes back to, I remember being told as a child (coughs) that I would never get stuff done. I was told that about a parent. Um, I really struggled with a lot. Um, my dad is a very negative person. Um, and I've come to more realize that since I haven't been living in the same household as he is. Um, but I remember him telling me because I was what people have talked to me when I've talked to other people, they've talked to me and they've said, you're probably ADD. Um, because I was the child, I, I wasn't necessarily hyper. I could sit still. That wasn't the problem. 
my mind would go in a thousand different directions, um, like all the time. And because of that, and I was homeschooled, like I could get some, if I had, if I had a goal, like my mom would say, okay, you get your score done by this time. You can do this. I got it done. No problem. But my dad, because sometimes I would just like sit and like drag school out for like 10 hours instead of getting it done in three. Um, he would say things to me like, you're never going to graduate till you're 25. Um, and I think that's put me in a bad mindset that I have somehow attached myself to that for years now. So a little bit of what's happening here too, then is we're victimizing self and we're giving all of our power away to dad and mom. Yeah. Mom was always very encouraging throughout my life, but I always remember dad just, I mean, he could encourage in like one moment, but sometimes I feel like he would do it in a backhanded way that came out as a negative. Well, and when you look at it, mom is getting all the power too, because when you say like my mom would give me a reward and because she did that, I was able to complete it, but who was able to complete it either way? I was. And so it was you that did it either way, but yet we're still giving credit to mom or dad, whether we do it or not do it a little bit here is what I'm observing. Not that you should, or you shouldn't just showing you what your brain is doing here so that we can slow it down and see what's happening. Right. (coughs) And little, a lot of living in the past going on here, right? Like the reason I am this way is because of my dad and the things that he said and the backhanded comments that he made very common to do this to ourselves, right? We tell stories. And when we tell a story, we, our brain thinks that it's telling us the facts of what happened. But most of the time, It's just telling the story that it wants to focus on. And it's not actually telling the facts, right? Like we think you, you think you may have ADD, but we never got a diagnosis for that. So right now it's just a story. It's not a fact. And the way we know that it's a story is we actually have evidence against it. Meaning you are able to get things done when motivated. Where a lot of times children who do have that ADD or ADHD, even motivation doesn't help them get it done. Mm -hmm. Not to say that you do or you don't, but just Mm -hmm. to use as an example to make the claim that it's a story right now, not a fact. Mm -hmm. And the way we know that things are stories is we can collect evidence on either side of the aisle. Right. Right. And so a lot of the things that you said 
I would, um, that your dad said I would never get stuff done. Dad was negative. I probably had ADD sharing examples of when your mom would motivate you to get something done. And then your dad would say a compliment, but then there would be a backhanded thing with it. Maybe say something like you're never going to, uh, graduate till you're 25. Right. And when we hear things like this, our brain will either accept them or reject them. (coughs) When we accept it, it becomes a belief. And a belief is just a thought. Right. So when you think, I can't handle it all, what do you make it mean? Probably that I'm not handling it. Well, we know you're not because that's your result because you're choosing this thought. But what do you make it mean about you when you think I can't handle it? I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough. And it's interesting that that's what you're making it mean, because when you think about not being strong enough, it's giving your power away to something, right? You're powerless. And that's sort of the theme that we see with your dad, especially in in the story that you just told me, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Do you want to unpack the boxes? Absolutely. What do you think you're going to feel when you unpack the boxes? Accomplishment. I finally succeeded. Um, Just satisfaction that I was able to do it. And what's keeping you from feeling that right now? Not unpacking the boxes. I know. Isn't that crazy that that's what your brain thinks? Yeah. The boxes are just your circumstance. Mm-hmm. Just eight of them or eight, eight years ago, not eight of them. How many are there? A lot. I don't have an exact count. <laughs> well, then we can't put it in the circumstance line because a lot is not a fact, right? We have to count them, but we know there are moving boxes from eight years ago. We know that for sure. Yeah. And in your mind, you think that when I unpack them, there will be this feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment. I will have finally succeeded. And what will that mean about you? I haven't failed. I haven't failed. And your brain believes that the only thing standing in your way from feeling and thinking those things are these boxes. Mm -hmm. But the boxes are just the circumstance. What's keeping you from thinking that you haven't failed right now?
just because I only maybe unpacked one box and I didn't unpack them all, it's leaving me feeling like I haven't accomplished anything. Explain that, to me. Explain that to me. Like if I'm able to sort and go through one box, say today, um, I still see the rest of the boxes, which some are in my house and some are in the storage unit. But if I unpack one box, it still feels like there's still a mountain there, even though I've actually accomplished one box. Why does it feel like there's still a mountain there? Who decides? Because they're not all there. And I decide that. How do you decide that? I'm not sure. My brain just goes there because there's still boxes. So if I were, if I were a kindergartner in your home or a fly on the wall, how would you describe to me that unpacking one box is not good enough to feel successful? I wouldn't because unpacking one box means you have one less box to unpack later and one box at a time will still accomplish the job even though unpacking all of the boxes in the same day is an unreasonable thought because there's so many. And I have other duties as well to, to take care of. But unpacking one box is enough for today because one box a day will still get the job done. And in the end result, they'll still be all unpacked, even if it takes me one box per day or if I do them all in one day. Well, and it's so interesting because on the one hand, you tell me that, but on the other hand, your brain is also offering to you that there's still this mountain and you haven't succeeded yet. So explain to me how those line up because they're not, I'm not following. My brain on one hand is being completely unreasonable about the amount of boxes I have to unpack. while my very logical side of my brain tells me that unpacking one box a day is still accomplishment. And it really is just your lower brain, your lower primitive brain, and then your prefrontal cortex, right? Mm-hmm. And like what my I'm brain's saying, arguing back and forth. <laughs> right. And, and of course it does all day long. That's totally normal. It There you go. Being human again. <laughs> there you go. We're watching you be human because your prefrontal cortex, your higher brain, it is the decision-making part of your brain that decides ahead of time what it's going to do and is able to think about its own thinking. Where your lower primitive brain is there to conserve energy, seek pleasure, and avoid discomfort. It's just trying to keep you alive. Yeah. And it's not adapted yet. It's still in its primal animalistic state from when we were cavemen and we had to sit around a fire to eat. Right. Mm -hmm. And so your primitive lower brain is like, yeah, it's totally unreasonable to unpack all the boxes in a day. Don't even try. Like, don't even try because it's not that way. Also, 
your lower brain is like, and you never get stuff done anyway. So there's just no use. Mm -hmm. But then your prefrontal cortex is like, I know, but one box is better than none. And if we just get one done every so often, eventually we'll finish it. And the lower brain responds and is like, sounds like a lot of work. Better watch Hallmark Channel. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and then your your brain is like, oh, let's judge ourselves for thinking that let's beat ourselves up. Let's remind ourselves of what our dad thinks of us and accept that belief and choose to think, yeah, yeah, I can't handle it all. Let's just scroll social media and watch the Hallmark channel. That feels safe. I know how to do that. That's memorized. And I don't want to have to figure out a new thing. This has flowed over into my business as well. Of course it has. It flows to every area of my life, probably. Of course it has. So business-wise, I'm thinking, even if I don't get all of the reach-outs done in one day that I want to, even if I only accomplish a third of them, I've still accomplished something. Right. It's that black and white thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very common to me. (laughs) I'm pretty well a black and white thinker. We all are. All of us. Our brain is literally programmed to think in black and white. Yeah. It's like the analogy I've used where if you're going to, you know, you have a 45 minute exercise class, you're going to be five minutes late. You might as well not even go. Even though you would have worked out for 40 minutes if you were five minutes late, but your brain's like, oh, shoot, honey, skip it. Couch, Hallmark channel, jammies, we're good. Yeah. And in your mind, it's not showing up as the workout class. It's like, oh, messages. Okay. If we can't send 50, we'll just do zero. I can't handle this. Yeah. Do you recognize that you are choosing this thought? I can't handle it all. Yeah. Why are you choosing it? (laughs) I don't need to choose it. I keep choosing it because it's easy, but I don't need to choose it. I need to challenge myself. Is any of this easy? What you're doing right now? Is this easy what you're doing right now? No, because truth to be known, I avoided looking at the coaching call segments and not programming them into my phone for like three weeks because I was scared. 
And then I saw it was the last chance at coaching calls and I just went in and did it. I did not give myself time to think about it. And I was shocked that there was still a spot open because I was like, you'd already loaded them like an hour before or something. (laughs) And then I was shocked. I actually got a spot and then I panicked, but I refused to back my back out of it. I made myself leave my phone alone and not back out of it. So your prefrontal cortex decided that it was going to get a spot. Mm -hmm. And then you chose to not listen to your lower brain. You made the choice to say, no, we're doing this. And you describe that as, I just decided not to think about it. Yeah. Because if I thought about it, I would have panicked myself right out of it. But, but you were choosing thoughts. You just weren't choosing those thoughts. Yes. Because you wanted to, you used your prefrontal cortex to choose thoughts that didn't bring panic and fear. Yes. You know how we say overwhelm is a choice? Yes. No, it's not. You do not choose your feelings. You choose your thoughts. About your feelings. And then your thoughts create a feeling. Mm -hmm. It all starts in your brain. Mm -hmm. You choose a thought with your brain. Your prefrontal cortex chooses a thought. And then that creates a vibration in your body instantaneously that evokes an emotion. And from that emotion, we take action. Mm -hmm. And from those actions, we get our result. So every time you choose this thought, I can't handle it all. You feel anxious. Mm -hmm. And then you scroll social media. You watch the Hallmark channel. You avoid laundry. You catastrophize how it's all going to fall apart in the future. Anyway, you futurize in the weeks to come what it's going to look like. You have all the black and white thinking going on of if I can't undo them all, I just won't do any of them. And one's not good enough. There's still a mountain. It didn't even take a, a niche off of it. Right. And then there's a lot of victimizing of self. We've never been good at getting anything done. Dad says so. And our result is, I don't handle myself. I don't lead myself. I don't trust myself to get it done. I don't move forward and I'm stuck. And your brain keeps believing this story that it's because you moved and there's boxes from eight years ago. You're like, see, it's the boxes. See, it's it's my network marketing business. It's the messages that I have to send, but it's not. What is it? I'm choosing the wrong thoughts. Well, and see, we're judging the thought too, right? It's not a wrong or a right thought. It's so natural to want to judge our own thoughts and be like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this. Not useful. Right. It's just a thought that you're choosing out of many thoughts that you could choose. 
There's good, better, and best, right? There's we had that in high thought. school. There's just, there's just a bunch of thoughts that you can grab at any time of the day. And the one that you have memorized with accomplishing some things, I'm not even going to say all things because I haven't asked you enough questions to know if you do this in everywhere in your life, but we know that you do it in your business and you're doing it with these boxes and you just have this memorized model that you're like, yep, I can't handle it all. And here we go. Time to skip off into the sunset, watching Hallmark, scrolling social media, avoiding laundry, catastrophizing. It just, it just goes. It's just what you do. It's sort of like, I spiral. <laughs> yes. It's sort of like when I get in the shower, I start with shampoo, then I do soap, then I do conditioner, then I shave my legs, then I shave my armpits, <laughs> then I wash my face. And if it's Wednesday or Saturday, yes, I am this programmed. I exfoliate my face on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. And it's memorized. I don't even have to think about it. I just get in and I go and I do the same thing every single time. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm done. It's memorized because my prefrontal cortex has stowed it away efficiently in my lower brain and the lower brain takes over. It's just how you drive a car. When you were 16 and 15, when you're learning to drive a car, you had to think about it. You couldn't have the music on. Or if you wanted to, your parents were like, no, no, no music. Focus on the road. 10 and two, honey, 10 and two. Right. But now you can get in the car and you can get to the grocery store and you don't even have to think about it. You're like, Oh, here I am. I was totally thinking about something else the entire time. My brain was somewhere else yet. I still made it alive. Right. Yeah. Because your higher brain has filed it away in a memorized model into the lower brain. I need to do a new model. I need to have a new model to memorize. Let's do it. Okay. So what is the result that you want to have happen? I want to grow my business. I want to be Emerald. Um, That is, that is my hard goal. Let's look at the boxes for just a second here. Okay. Yes. I can unpack my box today. Because all roads lead to Rome and you've already made the connection that what you're doing here with the boxes is the same thing that we're doing in the business. So in order for us to come to a new thought, let's use the boxes as an example. How about I finish unpacking all boxes. Let's just go there for a minute as the goal. Yes. Let's just see what comes up. What are we going to have to do every day to eventually unpack all the boxes? What are our actions? What's our behavior going to look like if as the person that unpacked all the boxes six months from now? I know I would feel successful 
but I know I have to think. I want to know what action. I want to know what okay. actions you're going to need to take to, I finish unpacking all boxes in six months. <clears throat> I'm going to have to unpack at least one box a day, possibly two. And if I do it after, like, I get a Bible reading workout, if I do it right after that, then I feel like I could probably focus even better on the rest of my day. And what does it look like to focus better on the rest of your day? I would be able to concentrate on getting like stuff done, um, like in a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I I feel like I would probably be more productive because I could get more done in a shorter time space. And I would be able to not be thinking about everything else when I spend time with my husband before he goes to work because he works nights. So he's during the day. This girl, six months from now, that's this version of you that's unpacked all the boxes. Is she going to let you, um, like, I, like I'm interested, like, are you going to watch Hallmark movies while you unpack boxes? Is that going to help motivate you? Like every day you watch one Hallmark movie and you unpack one box. That would be an interest. That's an interesting thought because I had not thought about it that way before, but yes, that could totally be done because some of the boxes I know are in my living room. So we could unpack a box and watch a Hallmark movie every day. And accomplish and feel accomplished. Even though like I'm would also feel like I'm not doing anything maybe simultaneously. I don't know. So first thought that it's like you're taking black and white and you're making gray. Yes. You're like, oh. These are my two things that I like to do. Well, I'm taking something I like to do, which is watch a Hallmark show. And then I'm taking, unpack a box, which I am avoiding. And I'm smushing them together. And I'm deciding ahead of time that I'm going to watch a movie and unpack a box every day. Yes. And this is, what you're doing here is you're deciding ahead of time what the plan is going to be to make you successful. Right. And that's your prefrontal cortex being in charge. Now, when it's time to turn on the Hallmark show, your lower brain's going to be like, we don't have to do it today. Let's just relax and watch the show. (laughs) And that's when the prefrontal cortex gets to say, we're going to do what we said we're going to do. And last night we decided that when we watched a Hallmark show today, we were going to unpack one box. So prefrontal cortex is going to say, 
And now I'm going to go get that box. And it goes and it picks up the box. And it brings it into the living room. And you get a knife and you cut it open. And you start unpacking the box. And you might even finish early, but the show's still going. So you might decide to get another one. And then you might decide to get one more. We're not sure, but what we decide ahead of time with our prefrontal cortex is that tomorrow when I watch a Hallmark show, I'm going to unpack one box no matter what. And see, the same can be done in your business. <clears throat> you can say, tomorrow, after I unpack one box, I'm going to send three messages in my business. And see, the same thing applies to if we feel like we're over drinking or overeating or not exercising like we want to, we can use thinking ahead of time in the same way because we use our prefrontal cortex to make a decision from our future self. What would our future self do? Well, my future self would do this every day. Mm -hmm. But when we feel overwhelmed and out of control and like we just can't handle it all, that's the lower brain. That's like, oh, it's too hard. Plus my dad, he told me that I don't ever get things done. Mm -hmm. And in your mind, you're like, yeah. And if I like could ever just get those boxes done, like then I could feel successful and satisfied and accomplished. And then I haven't failed. But what's the difference between that person and the person you are right now? One person accomplishes and the other doesn't. Why? Because I'm choosing. It depends upon the thoughts that I'm choosing. I can either choose what? to it's accomplish just something. Your thought. Or it's just your thought. You think it's the boxes being packed or unpacked. The only difference between then and now is what you're choosing to think about yourself and believe. And so what I want you to know is that you can feel successful and satisfied and accomplished right now. Right without unpacking a single box. Yeah. It's available to you right this minute. Yeah. So now I'm going to go home and unpack a box. Now, the thing with your prefrontal cortex is consistently choosing 24 hours in advance what you're going to do or not do. So you can right. decide right now that you're going to go home and unpack a box and you're going to be like, see, did it. And then tomorrow 
your lower brain's going to be like, we did it yesterday. We're good. We don't have to do it today. We're fine. Everything's fine. We don't get stuff done anyway. We were just feeling motivated because we did that call that we were going to avoid. We don't really have to stick with this. The way you change your life long-term, the way you get a different result is you change what you think. You change your belief. And right now we still have this belief of, I can't handle it all. So if we want to be this result of, I finished packing all boxes, unpacking all boxes in six months, we have to unpack one to two boxes a day. We're going to read our Bible. We're going to work out and we're going to be, um, more, you didn't say organized, you said more productive, but we don't really know what that looks like. But just for time's sake, how are you going to have to feel every day to unpack one to two boxes, read your Bible, work out and be more productive? What emotion is going to be required to take that action every day? determination. And what are you going to have to believe on the daily to feel determined? I am enough and I can do this. I can handle anything. Yes. Circumstance is still moving boxes from eight years ago. Yes. But we need to challenge this belief of I can't handle it all to believe that I can handle anything. And we can't just, we can't just say, oh, perfect. Did a call with Emily. I can handle anything because your brain's going to be like, liar. You can't handle anything. Dad told us our whole life. We can't handle anything. We don't get stuff done, remember? So what do we do to change our belief? We challenge it. We have compassion for ourselves, and we say, of course, I believe I can't do anything because I keep believing I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I can't handle it all. I've always believed that. It's no wonder I'm not handling anything right now. Then compassion for that. Sorry. Then curiosity for self. What else is true? What are things I do handle? Well, I shower, I get dressed. I feed myself every day. I can handle all that. How's this different? You'll bring like, but your brain will be like, well, it's different because this is like real stuff. These are like real boxes. And you can respond to your brain and be like, yeah, I could, I can unpack them if I wanted to. Do I want to? Yes, I want to. Then 24 hours in advance, you decide what time of day you're going to unpack one box and you do it no matter what. And each time that you keep your word to yourself, you will build trust with yourself. And as you build trust with yourself, your brain will say, I can't handle it all. And you'll be like, Psh, I unpacked all those boxes. I can totally handle that. And I did it. I kept my word to myself and I do it. 
If I want to do something, I handle it. And it's going to take time to build this trust with yourself because you'll make mistakes. You'll skip a day. And then you'll want to beat yourself up and be like, see, we can't handle it all. We're never going to get these boxes unpacked. And you just be like, shh, you've totally got this. Tomorrow, me, Hallmark movie, and unpacking one box. You're going to get, it's like the perfect time of year for this because all the like Christmas and holiday ones are coming. You're going to feel so festive. You're going to have all the boxes unpacked. Maybe before the end of the year. You don't know because there might be like a double marathon or something where you can watch like two in a row that are really good. I will be able, if I unpack all the boxes in the living room by December 1st, I will be able to set up a Christmas tree, like a actual, like six foot Christmas tree, not a teeny tiny one from the Dollar Tree, because I have never set up my six foot tree in the entire eight years of marriage because the boxes have been sitting there. Won't that be so fun to be able to do that? Because Christmas is my favorite holiday and I love to decorate for Christmas. I have all these ideas in my mind and yeah, haven't been able to accomplish those ideas because the boxes. Because of what? My thoughts about the boxes. Yes. And you now know that. Yes. So when you keep thinking it's the box's fault, it's the business's fault, it's my personality's fault, you can be like, oh yeah, it's just the thoughts I'm choosing. And I could totally choose a different thought if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, decide 24 hours and go home and do one box today. By all means, use this motivation to get one of them done. But then (laughs) decide 24 hours in advance ahead of time, what time, how many, and then do it no matter what. And when you make a mistake, you're going to give yourself compassion and say, oh, yep, mistake. That's okay. We're going to do it tomorrow because your relationship with yourself is so important. And right now, It's not one of trust. Yeah. I don't trust myself to do what I know I need to do. What you want to do. And there's a big difference. I want to. Yes. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to decorate. You don't need to unpack the boxes, but you want to. And there's a big difference. Yes. So instead of saying, I need to unpack the boxes, say, I want to unpack those boxes, which is why tomorrow I'm going to watch a Hallmark show and unpack one box. And then I'm going to send three messages because I want to build trust in myself with my business too. Yes. My ability to trust myself has gone up exponentially since I decided I was going to exercise 30 minutes a day, six days a week. 
one of the most difficult habits for me to change in my life. Sometimes I have to just say, I'm just going to do 10 minutes and lie to myself. And then I'm like, <laughs> we're really doing 30, but we're just saying we're going to do 10. Cause I just, I don't want to do 30 right now. I just want to do 10. And then once you do 10, you're like, this isn't so bad, which is why you're just going to do one box. And then you might do two or three, you don't know, but you're going to do one. Cause that's your promise to yourself. And you're deciding ahead of time the night before 24 hours in advance. And when you make a mistake, you're going to come and get coached by me. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I totally skipped a whole week. And I'll be like, isn't that so fascinating? So fascinating how we do that, right? Why did you do that? Because I chose the wrong thought. (laughs) No, 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 no. We don't want to judge ourselves here. We don't need to judge ourselves here. We just be like, yeah, it's so weird. I just like listen to my lower brain. And it was like, we don't want to unpack a box. We want to do other things. But my then I remembered like, oh yeah, I want to decorate for Christmas though. And see, that's where things can get hairy and we need to clean up our thoughts because your, your brain's going to be like, oh, we've never done it before. It doesn't matter. We don't have to do it now. We can skip this year too. We'll do it next year, next year. I literally thought that last year. Of course you did. I know. I know. So you're going to think it, your lower brain's going to tell you that again, which is why we have to put the prefrontal cortex in charge the night before 24 hours in advance. Just like when I coach yeah. clients on overeating, you can eat whatever you want and still lose a hundred pounds in two years. But if you're going to have a cookie tomorrow night at the church party, you have to decide ahead of time that you're going to do it and how many you're going to eat and then eat no more. Same thing with drinking. You want to have a glass of Chardonnay out to dinner on Friday. You have to tell me how many you're going to have. And it has to be decided 24 hours in advance. Because then the prefrontal cortex is in charge. And that's what changes your life. The lower brain keeps you the same. Yeah. And right now, lower brain is in charge of those boxes. You're like, yep. And it's the box's fault. No, it's not. It's your prefrontal cortex's fault. Yeah. You can totally do this. Yes, I can. All right, girl. Go challenge that lower brain. Thanks, Emily. I appreciate You're welcome. it. Welcome. Deborah, you are up, my friend. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What can I help you with today? Um, I haven't been super active in my business probably the last like six months because I've had a lot going on personally. So how do I go about like restarting? What does your brain tell you the answer to that is? (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) And does it believe that? Um, well, I just feel like I don't know how to get back into where I was like 
I had really good momentum when I quit, which is too bad that it happened that way. So now I'm thinking, well, how do I build that back up again? How do I get, get there? I don't know how to get back to where I was. Yeah. But as you say that, I do know how. (laughs) How? Just doing the same thing as I did when I started. What's that? Start messaging people, start posting, start showing up and going into my back office and checking in with people again. And yeah. Why aren't you doing those things? Um, I guess I'm a little bit worried that I won't be able to stick with it because now I've been out for so long. So how am I going to, I know when I had the momentum, when it was busy, that it was a lot of work. Like it takes a lot of time to be on top of everything like that. And then once you get out, then looking back at it, you realize how much time you spent. It takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that. Is that what you said? Yeah. Takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that. I feel like that might be your most damaging thought. That could be. It's kind of interesting, After right? To you for the last 45 minutes, I think I know a lot about damaging thoughts. But tell me, when did you stop working your business? It's, it's probably this spring. Like I don't remember the exact month. So last spring. I stopped working? Yeah. Okay. Last spring, I stopped working my business. And your first thought was, I don't know how to get back to where I was, which is a lie because you said, well, I do know what I need to do. I need to start messaging, posting and getting into my back office. And then your brain was like offered this thought. Yeah, but I won't be able to stick with it. And I said, why not? And that's where we got the juiciest of them all, which is it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that. That's the thousand dollar issue, right? So when you think it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that, what do you feel? It's funny that you picked that out because that's also what I wrote down on my paper is how on earth do I keep up everything? (laughs) So the time is definitely a thing. Yeah. So what do you feel when you think it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that? Um, That I need like X amount of time per day. But I'm looking for a one word emotion that comes up in your body when you think it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that? Um, that I don't have the time? Well, I know. I know that we have scarcity around time, but that's a behavior, which okay. goes in our action line. <clears throat> A feeling is a vibration in our body that comes from a thought. It's like fear, anxious, 
insecurity, determination. Uh, I feel sad. I feel lonely. So when you think it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that, you feel what? Go to that I would, moment. Sorry, what did you say? I was going to say, go to that moment when you thought it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that. What's the em- initial emotion that comes to you? I feel scared. Scared when I think that. Okay. And when you feel scared, what goes on in your head? That I don't, maybe I don't really, maybe I'm not ready to get back into it because if I can't keep it all up, then I feel like I'm letting people down. Like I let myself down and I let my team down and I let down, like, then I get to the point where I'm like, well, I can't post about it because then I can't take care of the people that I sign up. So we have this scarcity around time. We doubt ourselves. We catastrophize that we're not going to have enough time in the future and it's all going to be a mess and we're not going to be able to keep it up. And then we judge ourselves. I let me down. I let my team down. And then we also futurize how we can't post if we can't keep it up. Cause that's, that's not going to work. So we also have some black and white thinking going on there because we're like, if I can't do it all, whatever all is, then I just to do nothing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If I was, um, if I was your baby sitting in the room with you and I had like a, you know, developed, Oh, hi, sweetie. Are you getting some snack? Get some breakfast. Are you getting some breakfast? Yeah. So cute. <coughs> Very clean high chair. My high chairs were never looking that clean. Well, I'm about ready to have a baby. So I've cleaned everything in my house. <laughs> <laughs> She's nested. See all my thoughts and your thoughts. We're just throwing up all the thoughts everywhere, right? That's amazing. Okay. So, um, what I'm interested to know is if he, if he could, if he could like really, if he was like 35 years old, sitting in that high chair, just watching you, if I was a fly on the wall and I, and I, I watched you think it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that. And you felt scared. What would I see you do? Not in your head, but like, what would I see you do next? I would do something completely unrelated to my business. What would that be? I'd go clean my house or fold my laundry or go outside with the kids. Okay. So we avoid doing what when we do that? Doing the work. What work? Like, the, like messaging or posting or all those things like <laughs> IPA, I guess. Avoid messaging, posting, and uh, virtual office stuff, back office stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then result, I don't make the time. Yeah. I would say right now, I choose not to make the time because I just 
think I can't fit it all in. So then I don't, I don't even want to start. Right. And it's so crazy because in your mind, you're like, it's because there's not enough time to do it. Well, I know I've done it before, but then I would be choosing not to do other things. Mm -hmm. How so? Explain that to me. Well, then my laundry wouldn't be as caught up as it is right now. My bathrooms aren't as clean. (laughs) My meals are not as fancy as they're like now I've just been choosing to focus differently. And that's partly because of the season of my life, because I'm ready to have a baby. But then I see other people doing that like have a new baby and then they have their business. I think, well, it should be possible to fit it in, you know, even if it's 20 minutes a day. So then I beat myself up because if they can do it, then I can do it too. So when we quit working the business last spring, when we think about that, we think it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that. And we're living in the past, right? We're like back then when I used to do it, my bathrooms weren't as clean. My house wasn't as clean. The high chair was messy. None of that fits into my life with a new baby coming. So if we can't do it the way we did it back then, then we can't do it now, right? And when we choose this thought, it takes a lot of time to be on top of it like that. We feel scared. And when we feel scared in our mind, we start having scarcity around time. We beat ourselves up. We compare ourselves to other people who could do it. And we're like, see, I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? And then we doubt ourselves. You catastrophize, meaning I'm never going to be able to do it. There's just no way because I cannot have a messy house. And if I do it the way that I did last time, then my house is going to be a mess. My bathrooms are going to be a mess. And then I'm going to have a messy house and be a messy mom. And I can't be that with a new baby. Like that's not allowed. And then your brain starts futurizing. See, so we can't even post. We have that black and white thinking where we can't do it all in. Then we shouldn't do it at all. And so then we go and we clean the house, we fold the laundry, we go outside with the kids, we avoid messaging and posting and getting in our virtual office. And our result is I don't make the time. And we think it's be your brain is like, yeah, because it takes a lot of time that I don't have. What's coming up for you? It sounds so dumb when you say it. <laughs> See, we judge ourselves. Think, okay. yeah. yeah. Why? Why do you think it sounds dumb? Because I just have to prioritize what what is most important to me right now and then Aren't be okay with that? what's not going to get done. Right Aren't now. you doing that right now? Yeah, but it, in my mind, I think that I need like an hour a day or two hours a day to do my business. Whereas I, in reality, I know that if I was just a little bit more intentional and just like you were talking about with Amber, if you think, if you plan of it 24 hours in advance, and if you say, well, once you're done your messaging, then you can do X, Y, Z. Then I know it should be possible to fit it in, in like 20 minutes a day. (laughs) But yet our brain is still like, Yeah, but we can't. 
because every time I put myself all into it, then it like consumes my whole life. Like I'm always thinking about it. Okay. And what's the problem with that? I don't like doing that. I like to have, I like to focus on my kids and my husband and I don't want my entire life to be like, well, what, what should I post about now? Or not even being able to um, just go outside with the, with the kids without thinking, oh, I should take a picture for my next post. Like it right. just, it, it spills into everything. Okay. So I'm not understanding. Remember, this is coach Emily, not network marketing extraordinaire, right? I know what you're saying, but I'm going to push you on this because it's my job to show you what your brain is doing. Okay. 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 Explain to me why you have to take a picture of your kids when you go outside and that's keeping you from being present with your family. Cause I'm not following. Because I'm thinking about how am I going to post this or how am I going to use this as a post instead of just being like, Oh, look, um, you seen this kind of bird. Should we go look what kind of bird it is? Like spending like that time with the kids. And that's the only way, is that that the only way to do it then? You have to be thinking about your business all day to be successful? That's what I feel like every time when I'm, like, if if I have a rank up month or if I'm going for a big goal, that's what I feel like. Like, everything, like, then I should be on stories or then I should be talking about this or explaining this. Like, everything, it involves my whole life. Why? I don't know. I'm not like if I'm the last six months or so that I have not been working my business. I like I've noticed that I just take totally different pictures of the kids and I don't think about posts or I don't think about anything. And I feel like my kids are happier and I'm happier. Why can't you do it this way? The way you're happier. I don't know. Cause your, your brain's like, yeah, that's the only way that works. And we can't do it this way. I can't have joy and just enjoy my kids and post. I have to be miserable and do it the way I did in the past. Is there another way that you could interpret that? Or what's another way that you could interpret that? Um, well, there should be a way to do it both. There should be a way where I can, you know, take the picture, explain to my kids, Hey, I need a picture for my post. And then I'm going to put my phone away and I'm going to spend the time with you. What do you make it mean if your phone is out with your kids? That it's a distraction. Explain that to me. Like if I just took the picture and then put it away, it would be fine. But it's usually you take the picture and then you're like, oh, what am I going to post with this? And you, you right away go down that track. Why do you right away go down that track? I don't know. Because that's what I'm thinking about. That's what the picture is for. So I That's feel what like you're thinking about. Stuff. Okay. Did you just hear what you said? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. 
So if, if that's what you're thinking about, could you think about something else? Um, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's look at it. <coughs> let's look at it this way. You pick like picture yourself six months from now. And I want you to explain to me what it would look like to do your business, but also be present with your family. Well, I would try to do the most of it when they're in bed. And when would that be? Either in the evenings or right after lunch. Okay. Why aren't you and doing no. that right now? Because I'm using my evenings to do paperwork with my husband and I'm using my nap time to clean my house. Okay. And do you like your reasons for that? Yeah. Right right now, I feel like that's the only time I have to get it done. That's when you, that's what you want to do with your time right now. Yeah. So then why are you worried about not doing your business? Um, because I should be able to do that too. <laughs> should you? I, I think so. Do you want to do your business or do you feel like you have to do your business? No, I like doing it when I'm doing it and I'm have a goal and I'm working towards something. I like that. I thoroughly enjoy that time, like to have something of my own. Okay. So you, you're telling me that you like to do the business, but then you're also telling me that it, and you didn't use the word ruined, but you described it very negatively how it interfered before. So those two things aren't matching up for me. Explain that to me. Well, it just makes me feel selfish if I Hi. choose something for myself over um, doing my job as a mom and a wife. Why? Spending time. I don't know. <laughs> I can make my house run a lot more smooth and I can make things a lot more efficient in my house if I spent that time focusing on that versus doing my business. Why do we, why does the house need to run efficiently? Because the kids are happier. My husband's happier. I'm happier. And I'm everybody more. should be happier. Yeah. How so? Otherwise the kids are fighting or they're, you can just, you can tell on them when I'm distracted with something else. See, this is such an interesting thing that we do as humans, because what you're avoiding in all of these situations is negative emotion. Like, what do you mean? The reason that you want the house to run efficiently is because then the kids are happier and everything's easier. Where does happy go? On the chart, in 50% positive or 50% negative? Positive? Yeah. Happy goes over here. Happy. Where does, how do you feel when your house is organized and running efficiently? What emotion do you feel? 
I would say good, but good is such a boring word. <laughs> That's fine. You can say good. You might also feel satisfaction or accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Where are all of these emotions that you're aiming for going? Just here, right? Just here. But life is 50-50, is it not? Yeah. In In every single thing that you just told me, all of your decision-making is revolving around, not saying that it should or shouldn't. Without judgment, I'm just showing you that every single thing that you are doing with cleaning your house, not doing your business, organizing the papers, keeping the kids happy, it's because you're avoiding feeling negative emotion. Right down to... I feel selfish if I do it for myself. Where does selfish go? Probably the negative side. Where does unhappy go? Unhappy kids, where do they go? Negative. Where does um, uh, chaos from a cluttered house go? Negative. You're just avoiding negative emotion. You're trying really hard in your action line to avoid all of these things. But that's impossible because life is 50 50. And so, I know this. what? This is, this is new for me. Yeah. And so in your mind, you're like, we can't go do that business again. Because when we did that, we had negative emotion. We felt a little selfish at times. We let down the family at times. The house was chaotic. It felt chaotic because, you know, the bathrooms weren't as clean and the kitchen wasn't organized and the paperwork wasn't done. And we didn't spend as much time with husband. We probably let him down. He maybe felt some loneliness. So we can't, we can't go back and do that because, because our life needs to be happy all the time. And when I work, our life can't be happy hundred percent of the time. So I just, I can't work. Can't do my business. Cause that, that was all negative, but that's not true because you told me that you loved it yeah. also. Mm-hmm. and you love the way you make it feel, but your brain, it's like it knows that it, it comes with the negative too. And so your lower brain is talking to you and it's like, yeah, and it's only when you work that we experience the negative, which is a lie. She's lying. <laughs> He's like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> because right now, With the house clean and the papers organized and plenty of quality of time with husband and blissfully being present with your children because you're not working, which is a lie. I guarantee it. (laughs) 
changed. Your brain believes that you're just experiencing this all the time right now. And if you work, it's going to mess it all up because you're going to have to have a full human experience. But you're already having a full human experience right now. You're just not being honest about it. This is just what your brain is doing because it's human. It's trying to keep you safe and protect you. That's all. It's like, don't go back to then living in the past. It's living in the past. It's like, don't go back to then when you were working because we were so unhappy and the kids weren't happy and the husband wasn't happy and the house wasn't happy. We can't go back there because nothing was happy. You're avoiding the negative emotion, but you're, you can't run away from this. It's here right now. When I had little kids and I tried to keep a clean house, I was so on edge all the time. Not saying you are just offering this as an example to help you seek. There's negative emotion happening you're near entire day. 50% of your day is negative emotion, but you're thinking that it's not. What's coming but up? Somehow, somehow I still feel better now than I did when I was working my business, like all the time. Because why? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> interesting because what you're thinking about it okay that's the only difference Hmm. so how do I change that curiosity start with, gosh, it's so weird. Like the only, like back then I remember like liking certain things about it, but in my mind, I, the story I'm telling is it was like miserable and ruined me as a mom and ruined me as a housekeeper and, or not housekeeper, housemaker, homemaker, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> ruined me as a homemaker, ruined me as a mom. It's so weird. Why, why do I think that? Why do I feel so much better now? Because my house is clean. Why does my house have to be clean? Does that make me a better mom? Why? Well, then there's structure and there's routine and just things feel a lot more in control. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there it is again. We're avoiding negative emotion. If we can keep the house clean, We can avoid all negative emotion. Well, I don't know about all, but a lot. (laughs) No, only 50% ever. It's only ever 50% of both. That's it. But we're like, we're like, no, 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 no. If we just keep a clean house and we are totally present with our kids all the time, then we will, we'll get an 80, 20 ratio. (laughs) That's what it feels like. 
I know. It's a total lie. Life is 50-50, no matter how you slice it. Okay. It's why I can love my kids and they can drive me crazy. (laughs) And I explained this to my sister. My sister is, um, she just turned 37 last week. Doesn't have kids, doesn't want kids. And I said, I always tell her, no, no, kids are the best thing ever. Like, you're going to love it. And then she's like, but why do you message me saying you are so bugged and you can't believe you had four kids? I'm like, cause they just drive me nuts sometimes. (laughs) 50% of the time, you're going to feel amazing about your business. And the other 50% of the time, you're going to feel a mess about your business. And guess what else? Guess what else you also are? World's okayest mom. There's no getting around it. You're going to be a 50% amazing mom and 50% a mess of a mom. Okay. Can we make our kids happy? I think so. I'm so confused right now. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the only person who can make you happy? God. Nope. God God can't make you happy. You create feelings from your thoughts. It's your thoughts about God that make you happy or unhappy. God wants us to have a human experience and he wants for us to have joy, but we cannot know joy without sorrow. That's why we have a world with a night and a day. We wouldn't know the night without the light. We don't know the light of the savior without the darkness of the adversary, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is 50-50. God created our world that way. So the goal is not to get out of the 50% negative and get more positive? No. So what do you do when you have those feelings? Because when you're you're trying to get out of the negative, you're coming over here to buffering. This is called buffering over here. And when we're coming over here to buffer, we're cleaning the bathrooms We are um, organizing the house. We're doing the laundry because we think, oh yeah, it's making us feel better. But when we're buffering, it's out here because we're trying to avoid feeling unhappy, chaos, selfish. So we're out here. But what else are you supposed to do? Just accept those feelings? process them, allow them. Okay. Say, Oh, I'm feeling selfish right now. 
How fascinating that I want to take a shower. So selfish of me to want to like clean myself. I shouldn't clean myself as a mom. I should be dirty. (laughs) Right? So I don't want to feel this selfish emotion. So I'm going to go do laundry. That'll make me feel better because then I'm in the service of my family. And that's what a good mom does. But instead sitting with this emotion of selfish and resisting the urge to buffer. So when you're feeling negative emotion, like you're like, oh my gosh, my child is unhappy. He should be happy all the time. Do you know what happens to people, to children who are happy all the time? They grow up to be incredibly entitled. And that's not what you want. I can tell by how you are parenting him and how much you desire for him to be raised in a way that is in alignment with your core values, right? And so for me, what that looks like is on Saturday mornings, our kids do chores and they whine and cry the entire time and think we're the worst parents ever. And I'm like, Sean and I look at each other and we're like, I love to watch them suffer. This is so good for them. Go mow the lawn, Brennan. Mackenzie, you get the backyard. They're like, this is the worst. Nobody else makes their kids do this. Why don't we have a housekeeper again? Because I want them to scrub the toilets and I want them to be miserable while they do it. Because it teaches them hard work ethic. And I want them to grow up as hardworking people that know how to roll their sleeves up and get the job done. But if I wanted them to be happy all the time, I would have them do none of that. And then, and that's just not the way we want to raise our kids. There might be some people that are like, well, that's how I want to raise my kids. And as long as they like their reason for it, it's fine. But I like my reasons for the way I'm raising my kids. And you get to decide what that is for you. But either way, you cannot evade 50-50 because 50% of the time your kids are going to be happy. And the other 50% of the time, they're going to feel disappointment, anger, sadness, loneliness. We can't control it. Mm -hmm. But we think we can with a clean house. And being a perfectly present mom who never makes any mistakes and doesn't destroy her kid's life by working. (laughs) My kid's life is so much better now that I work. See, and when you talk about that, like how you watch them clean the bathroom and you're like, good, like they can be miserable. Then I would be thinking, well, how can I make this that they have fun? I went, I did that. I did that for years too. Right. Maybe it's just the evolution of motherhood. Cause when they were little teeny tiny, I was like, oh, let's put on music. We're going to have so much fun cleaning. Might just be the evolution. I mean, I have like teenagers and preteens now who talk back. They're <laughs> sassy. 
and leave their stuff everywhere and steal my stuff. I have to hide a hairbrush in my closet in a bag so that I have one every day. Because I bought 20 and I know where none of them are, except for the one that I hide in a pink purse in my closet. And whenever I use it, my daughter's like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, oh, I just found it in the drawer. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day she's like, where's that black one? I'm like, oh, no idea. Where did you put it? Maybe go look in your room where the other 70 of them are (laughs) that I bought that you took. And now she's taking my socks and my shoes because we're the same shoe size. Fun, fun. Yes. All of it is, except it's 50% fun and 50% a nightmare. And I question my judgment every day <laughs> because well, I'm, an I'm, only child. Only I'm an only child. I'm like, is this normal? And Sean's like, yes, this is all totally normal. But see <laughs> our brain, it's like something's gone wrong. It thinks something's gone wrong. Right. And, and there's all these shoulds going on in your mind that are actually keeping you from being the mom you want to be, but your brain just thinks, no, no, we're checking all the the boxes. We're satisfied. We're accomplished. We're happy. We're good. We're fulfilled. Check, 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 check. All these are checked. So we're good. But really in your mind, you're like, yeah, I should be more present. I shouldn't be on my phone when I'm around my kids. And you're shooting all over yourself. Because you're trying to be the world's best mom, which is fine. But you're always going to be 50% amazing and 50% a mess, whether you like it or not. So what do you do when you feel like that? Like, this is like so new for me that I, because I thought when you had like, you know, that chaos feeling, it's because, well, you know, this and this and this is not organized or, you know, you just have to change something to make it work or like you're supposed to work towards those things that are, you are, you have written down in your positive section. Are you supposed to work toward this? That's what I thought. Says who? I don't know. (laughs) Like always trying to be better and trying to be more organized, trying to be more accomplished, trying to be happier, trying to be all these things. And you can do all that, but this is coming with it. It's like a, it's like a little train connected caboose. It's like Siamese twins. You can't go. Siamese twins is a way better analogy. You can't go without the other. Right. So when you are in the negative, whenever you feel selfish, let down loneliness, sadness, chaos, unhappy, all those things, what you do is you go, Oh, that's what this feels like. This is what selfish feels like. I don't like it, (laughs) but am I selfish for wanting time to myself? Maybe if someone else asked me, I would say no. Right. But to ourselves, we're like, you're so selfish, (laughs) right? Like right now I'm spending so much time getting this business started because my heart is on fire to teach and to show this work to people. And my husband's been putting the kids to bed every night by himself for like a couple months and they come and they give me a kiss and I'm working or whatever. And in my mind, 
there's this thought that I've been working on cleaning up that is, why are you doing this? Just do your, just do your network marketing business. It's good, solid money. It comes every month. You don't need more. Mm -hmm. So why are you, why do you have to keep doing it? Because there's this little prompting inside of me. that is one of the strongest forces I've ever felt in my life to do anything that says you go do it right now. Do this work. And I cannot deny, I can't deny it. It's like this vibration in my body that will not quiet itself. And I've tried to ignore it for two years. And in June, it like literally shook me to my core. And I knew exactly what I needed to do. And That's so awesome. in my mind, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe it is selfish. I might be a selfish mom, but what else is true? Ask yourself that question when you feel selfish or when you feel chaos, but what else is true? Well, we don't have, we don't have rats in the house. There's no poopy diapers. There's no dog poop in the house. So like, yeah, the bathrooms, like my baseboards are not looking good right now, (laughs) but I vacuumed my office on Sunday. That was nice. So that's what I like to ask myself to try and get out of my own thinking is what else is true, Emily? What else is true, Deborah? Right? Like it, (laughs) everything we believe is just a thought. That's all. So do you not feel like when you say that, when you like counter it, that that's just an excuse for not doing it. Like when you say to me that your baseboards are dirty, but at least your office is clean, then I'd be like, well, that's just your excuse for not doing the baseboards. Like that's just an excuse for not having the other part. Then. What do you think? Well, when it comes to housework, I don't, it's whatever. But <laughs> if I would com- try to put this in a business perspective, then I'd be like, well, I didn't post today, but at least I did my messages. And then I would think, well, why didn't I post today? Like, cause I told myself it was good enough just to do the messages. Is it good enough just to do the messages? That's what I don't, I don't think so because I need to do it all. I need, I need to do, do all my IPA, not half of it. Do you? Hey, all is, <laughs> all, we don't mind. He's so cute. We don't mind. All is better than, than nothing. All is better than something. Well, no, I guess not. Gotta start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. I want you to list out the things that you want. And on that list, you're going to have some things that you already have. For example, This is what I want. I want to challenge you to do this. Okay. Everybody that's listening can do this. And it's going to, when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, that's a lot. And you're going to tell your brain. Yep. And we're going to do it. Okay. 
I want you to list out 25 things that you have and want. Okay, write this down if you have a pen and paper or listen to this part back later. Okay, 25 things that you have or want. For example, you might say, I want to fly first class before I die. I want to go to Australia. I want my house. I want to be a mom and I am a mom, right? 25 things that you want or have. And then (laughs) I want you to make a list of 25 things and you're going to make three columns on a piece of paper. So the first column is going to be 25 things I want and have. And then the middle column is 25 things I want that I don't have. And you're just going to let some really wild things come out. Like when I did this, I wrote, I want to make $5 million in a year. Just really wild. Something that you're like, I don't even know how I would do that. So maybe you might say like, I want to have five horses. So these are like big dreams, big, huge things that you're like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting to, I want that. I think I might want that. If there were no limitations, I think I might want it. And then in the third column, I want you to list 25 more things that you already have that you want. So for me on that list, I wrote my pool, my cabin, my husband, my kids, my golf cart. They can be materialistic things. Uh, Another thing, when my team did this, some of the things that they came up with were my testimony of Jesus Christ, my belief in God. My Bible, right? Like they, they can be lots of, they don't have to be all materialistic things. They can be things like my personality. I love my personality. I like it. I have it. I want it. Right. And doing this exercise, what it's going to show you is more abundance. It's going to teach you abundance and it's going to help you recognize that they can all exist at the same time. Because right now you're in so much scarcity. And we want to get to a place of abundance. And then I want you to listen to this call back. And I want you (laughs) to be in curiosity of yourself. Because in your mind, you're like, yeah, no, like there's all these things that you believe and you can continue to believe them. You can believe that A good mom is someone that is like patient while their son is putting a car in their hair and tying it up in their hair, right? She's laughing because this was happening to her right now. If you're uh, listening to this on the replay, (laughs) her, her sweet toddler is literally like wrapping the wheel of a car up in her hair, right? And like a good mom is gonna do that. But if we weren't all watching and that was happening to me, I'd be like, get off of me. What are you doing? But I would never do that in front of like strangers because I wouldn't want them to think that I'm like a mean mom, which is so silly. Like, why do I think that? Why do I, why do I want to believe that, that they need to think I'm any kind of a mom and allow your brain to answer these questions because it's how we adapt and evolve and open up our mind so that we can have more of a human experience where we allow the negative and the positive. I promise you, if you allow these negative emotions for more than two seconds before you eke out of them, you're actually going to feel a deeper sense of gratitude, joy, satisfaction, accomplishment, because the more you feel the negative, 
the more intense the positive is going to feel. You're going to just enhance your human experience and your kids' human experience by doing it in this way. All right. Interesting. Very much so. Thanks for letting me coach you today. Thank you for coaching. You're welcome. I'll definitely be watching the replay because this was like kindergarten for me. <laughs> I love it so much. We just hit the, we're just scraping the surface on this, Deborah. All right. <laughs> the recording will be up in the next 15 minutes. Uh, it'll be on the podcast in the next 24 hours. That's because my editor is in Paris and there's always a 12 hour time delay. So I send it, he gets it. Usually it's not up till the next morning. If it's on a weekend, it takes longer, but it'll always be there. So you can rewatch. We have our next, our last call of the week is tomorrow, 9 a.m. Mountain time. Then I will be at my mastermind event in Sacramento on Thursday and Friday. So no calls Thursday, Friday. And then we'll be back here on Monday at 1 p.m. So tomorrow, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. We'll see you there, guys. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.